I have a rhetorical question that I'd like you just to kind of silently think about for just a second. What do you think will change in 2024? So as you look forward to a new year and things that will be different, what are some of the things you think will change in this coming year? As you think about that, let me offer a couple of uh, areas in which certainly there will be change. If you think about from a sort of geopolitical point of view, the Middle East is changing as we speak. There's no way to sort of go back to the way things were. Whatever happens this next year with Israel and with Palestine and with what's going on in the Middle East, it will be changing. There will be changes in Russia and Ukraine and the war that's going on there. There will be changes in Ethiopia and Somalia, Niger and in other places where there are difficulties. Myanmar, there will be changes in the U.S. and China and the relationship there. There will be lots of geopolitical change that comes this next year. I don't know exactly what all it will be, but there will be lots of change. There will be lots of economic change. There will be a new inflation rate next year. I don't know what it will be. I don't know if it will be higher. I don't know if it will be lower. There will be a new inflation rate. Uh, there will be a new housing market. It will be different than the one this year. Again, I don't know if mortgage rates will be higher or lower. I don't know those things. Stock prices will change. Bond prices will change. Your retirement account will change. The housing situation you're in might change. Financially, there may be companies that we thought, although oh, they'll be with us for a long time, they may go bankrupt this next year. Maybe even the company that you work for, there may be changes there. Economically, there will be lots of change in 2024. From a cultural or cultural wars point of view, the Supreme Court will say or do things that will be part of what's going on, university admissions processes. There will be other things that happen in the sort of cultural wars. Things will change. What is considered acceptable will be different this next year. I don't know exactly how, but there will be changes in how our culture interacts with each other. There will be probably be changes in the level of civility in which we engage with one another. There'll be changes, perhaps, obviously, when it comes to your own personal life. For those who are students here, at least probably by next September, you'll have maybe a new school or a new teacher or a new set of classmates. For college students, you may have a new semester in just a week or two with new courses and a new schedule. There'll be changes. There may be changes in your job situation. There may be changes with your home where you live. There may be changes in your family. Maybe you'll add a new member to your family or maybe there will be somebody who's not there at the end of next year. There'll be changes in your health. There'll be changes in my health. One thing will change for sure, our age. <laughs> next year, everybody's age is going to change. There'll be changes politically. There will be changes economically. There will be changes socially. What 2024 is guaranteed is to have a lot of change. And one of the problems with all of this change is it can feel unnerving. You can feel shaken. It can feel difficult thinking, well, I don't even know what all is going to change. That can be hard. So let me ask a second question, also rhetorical, just for you to think about. 
what will be the same next year? In 2024, when you think about, well, what will be the same? That's actually a trickier question. Because you might say, well, America probably will still be a country in 2024 at the end of 2024. Although you never know. But even if it is, it will be a different country than it is this year. There will be changes. You might think that your dedication to running, that won't change in 2024. And it might not. But your running partner might change or how long you're able to run for. There may be an injury that's coming. Who knows? There could be changes there. Maybe you think, well, I'm kind of planning on still having the same phone that I have this year. <laughs> but probably we'll have some different apps on it or you'll probably use it differently. The world is full of change. And like I said, actually trying to think of what's going to be the same in 2024, that's harder to come up with. But this is the reason why the Bible makes such a big deal out of a little Greek word, the word meno. And it's the word that means remain or stay or faithful or endure. It's the idea for unchanging. And in the midst of a world in which there is constant change, unnerving change, change that makes you feel shaken and uncertain about what is going on in the future, there is this little Greek word, meno, that says there are things that endure. There are things that don't change. There are things that are stable. The word is used first and foremost in the Bible of God. For example, in Daniel chapter 6, God is described as he is the living God and he endures forever. That's our word meno. He remains, he abides, he stays, he does not change. So yes, Melvin has already given me the answer. What is one thing that doesn't change in 2024? Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God remains, God stays, God does not change. Lots of things, almost everything will change politically, economically, personally, socially. But God, he will not change. And the things associated with God will not change. First Peter chapter 1 says, The word of the Lord, meno, endures forever. It remains. It does not change. God's word will not change in 2024. There is nothing that will happen in 2024 that will alter the word of God. God's kingdom does not change. God's plans and purposes, meno, they remain, they abide, they stay, they continue. They do not change. Which presents us with a challenge as we end 2023 and get ready for 2024. And the challenge is, what will we do? Will we change with the world? Or will we remain with God? 
John 15 uses our same Greek word menno, but this time not of God, but of us. Jesus says, remain in me. That's our word. Endure, abide, continue. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And Jesus' encouragement to us as we turn the page from 2023 to 2024 is that we have a choice. We live in a world of ever-changing things constantly changing and it can feel like you're caught in a river and the currents are swirling every different direction and you are helplessly being borne along down the river crashing from bank to bank unsure where you're going or where you'll end up but in the midst of this river there is a rock and the rock has been there for generations it is unmovable it is steadfast it is staying in its spot. And Jesus' encouragement is to stand fast with him, to stay with him, to remain with him because he doesn't change. And when you and I choose to remain with Jesus, when we stay connected to Jesus, when we stay focused on Jesus, when we make Jesus the center of what we're doing, this ever-changing world, the currents do not carry us away. What's really interesting is, is that if you menno, if you remain with Jesus, menno becomes a slightly different Greek word, which is based on menno, hupomone. Can you hear the menno and the mone? That's the word for endure, persevere. And the promise of the scriptures are when we stay with the unchanging Jesus, we persevere through all of the changes around us. That in the midst of the river, when you and I climb upon the rock that is higher than we are, when we stay on the remaining steadfast, faithful rock that is Jesus then whatever changes are swirling about us, they will not sweep us away. What might that look like in 2024? Let me give you just one example. 2024 is an election year. And one of the things with an election year is there will be changes. <laughs> There will be changes in governing officials. There will be changes in things that are going on. There will be changes in probably the civility of how we interact with one another. But watch this. In 2023, our mission as a church, our mission as individuals was given to us by Jesus and it is simply go into all the world and make disciples. Amen. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. That is our commission in 2023. It's been our commission since Jesus closed the book of Matthew and ascended to heaven. That is the job that he left us with. 
The danger in 2024 is to not remain with that commission, to think our job in 2024 is to get so-and-so elected, to get this person into office, to make sure that these things happen in our country, to try to bring about certain things because you will hear people tell you that this is the most important election in the history of America. And it's very easy to think, oh, we have a new mission in 2024. But let me tell you, if we do that, we will feel swept away. No matter what happens in November, no matter who is elected, if you think our mission has become to get so-and-so into office, you will feel swept away. But if you remain with Jesus, if you stay connected with Jesus, if you realize that Jesus' commission to us has not changed and will not change, and that our job in 2024 is go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. If we remain with that job, we will not be swept away. No matter what happens, we will persevere. And so the encouragement as you get ready for 2024 is to realize everything is going to change next year in one way or another. And we're left with a choice. Will we change with the world? bouncing down the river wherever the currents take us? Or will we remain with Jesus, persevering whatever comes? Well, there's no better way to kind of commemorate that than with communion for two reasons. One, what we're about to participate in is a ceremony that hasn't changed because it's associated with Jesus. Jesus gave us this ceremony he said, take this bread, take a cup, and use them to commemorate my life, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. And so we are ending 2023 doing the thing that we were given to do by Jesus, the same thing that unchangingly has been done in this church, in America, around the world, on every continent where the name of Jesus is known. We celebrate communion together. And so we are reminding ourselves this morning that there are some things in this world that do not change. Those things connected with Jesus. And so this is the ceremony that Jesus gave us to do. And so we do that this morning, reminding ourselves whatever is coming in 2024, if we stick with Jesus, we're going to be just fine. The second reason why communion is such an important thing to do is we think about switching from one year to the next and all the changes that may come. Jesus says, if you remain in me as I remain in you, the bread and the cup that we take are symbols of Jesus. We don't take them home and put them on the counter. We eat them as a sign and symbol that Jesus lives in us. And that he will remain in us and the encouragement is for us to remain in him. So in just a minute, I'm going to give you some instructions about how to do uh, communion. But let me say first and foremost, 
as it comes to this ceremony. This is a ceremony that we do given to us by Jesus to acknowledge him as Lord. If you're not yet a Christian or you're not sure if you're a Christian, but you would like to be a Christian, if you think to yourself, I would like to stay on the rock that's not moving. I would like to not be swept every different direction. If you are a person who wants to be connected to the unchanging Jesus, the Jesus who died for you, the Jesus who loves you, the Jesus who has given us this ceremony to commemorate his death, burial, and resurrection until he returns. If you want to be connected to that Jesus, I am inviting you when the time is right to come forward and participate in communion. The bread and the cup that you'll take, they won't save you. There's nothing magical that will happen, but they are a symbol and a sign. And if you come forward and participate in communion, you are saying to God that you want Jesus in you and you want to be in him. You want to be connected to him. So if you have any interest in being a Christian, even if you're not sure, I don't know exactly how this works. This will be something I invite you to participate in as a sign to yourself and to God of a heart that believes. If you don't want to be a Christian, if you don't want to be associated with Christianity, you can stay in your seats. You're also welcome to come up and just indicate that you're not ready to partake of communion. At that point, we, whoever's up here will say it or in the back, will say a blessing over you if you're willing. Because God wants to bless all people, all the time. He loves blessing people. And so we would love to say a blessing over you. But if you're still thinking about whether or not you want to be connected to Jesus, whether or not you sort of want to make your stand on that rock, we invite you uh, to not participate in the communion aspect, but just either stay in your seats, come forward and receive a blessing. But please join us as we sing together, as we celebrate uh, our kind and good God. For the rest who are coming forward, here's now are the instructions. What you're going to do is you'll be dismissed by rows. You'll exit your section to the right. You'll come forward. There's a table in front of each section and one for the tiered seating in the back there and one back here. You come forward. You receive bread, which symbolizes Jesus' broken body. As soon as you receive it, you eat it. You then are given a cup which symbolizes his blood shed for you. You drink the cup and there's a little trash bin that you can throw the cup away at each of the stations. You then return back to your seat to the left side of the section you're in. So you exit to the right, circle around and come back in to the left. If you're gluten-free, we invite you to come forward. We have some gluten-free options uh, in little bags. We will let you take the, the gluten-free communion wafer out because we will have uh, gluten on our hands. Uh, and so you can have that. So please just indicate that you would like a gluten-free wafer. If you're physically not able to come forward or you would prefer just to stay in your seat because you want to just kind of uh, soak it all in, but you still want to take communion, just raise your hand uh, and uh, someone from our pastoral staff or an elder uh, will come and bring communion to you. So at this time, if I can invite those who will be serving communion uh, to come to their stations. So at each station, there will be representatives from our pastoral staff, from our elder uh, board, uh, who will be at the stations. Again, like I said, in just a minute, you'll be dismissed by Rose. I'm going to pray. 
We're going to then celebrate communion together. You'll come forward. This is an opportunity to really just spend some time singing, thinking, meditating, connecting to Jesus. So let me pray for us, and then we'll participate in communion together. Lord Jesus, our heart's desire is that we might be able to focus on you. We pray that you would remove all distractions from our mind and heart. You, Jesus, are the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is your word. This is your ceremony. Would you be honored and glorified today? Would you be present in our midst? I pray for any right now, Jesus, who are wondering whether or not they are connected to you or want to be connected to you. I pray that you would move in their hearts that they might know your love and your grace to them. Lord, I pray for all of us as we get ready for this next year that we would remain in you even as you remain in us, that we might persevere and endure whatever it is that's coming for us, that at the end of next year, if you should tarry, Lord Jesus, we might stand up and say that you, God, have you been faithful, that you have been unmoving, and that we have stayed with you. We pray this in your name, Jesus.